Good evening, Vision Church. Come on, come on. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. It's good to be back in the house of God one more time. Amen. On this Wednesday night, we're about to get things here kicked off here. Amen. It's good to see all of you tonight, and we bless God for each and every one of you. Amen. We're going to open with a scripture and a prayer. Amen. And then we're going to worship, and then we're going to hear a word. Amen. Would you stand on your feet? Amen. We're going to the book of Proverbs. Amen. I'm just going to read. We're in the book of Proverbs chapter three, starting at verse one. And it says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace. They will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. For your consideration, I read Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy and divine word. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to see another day. God, thank you for your covering and your protection that kept us, oh God, while we was out on the dangerous highways and streets. And tonight, God, we ask for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness and sin, Father God. And we pray that you would take our mind off of everything and put it stayed on you tonight. We surrender to you, God. We pray for your presence, God. We invite you into this service. God, have your way. Touch the preacher, the pastor, God, that's going to deliver a word tonight. Speak to our hearts and minds. God, renew us, refresh us, and revive us, Father God. Give us strength for what we need for the rest of this week to live and obey you, God. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, and every heart said amen. And amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. As we go into this song that says, worth, we were worth saving. So hallelujah. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life. So I can be free. So I can be whole. So I can tell everyone I know. You came, so you came and changed my life. You thought, you thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You cleaned me up inside. You thought I was, you thought I was to die for. Anybody grateful? 
so I can be so I can be so I can be so I can tell everyone I know you thought I was worth saving so you came you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you cleaned me up you thought I was you thought I was to die
hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All over the building, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm you grateful that God has saved you. Come on. I'm you just grateful that He could have chose someone else, but He did it for you. Come on, let's praise Him. Hallelujah. give you because you deserve the glory. You deserve the glory. I'll praise you forever. Amen. When we didn't think enough of ourselves, he was thinking about us. Come on, somebody. Amen. He died for us that we would have life. Amen. And I'm grateful today. So thankful. I mean, you're grateful tonight that God has saved you. I want to tell you. The more I'm teaching the book of Revelation, the more I'm realizing how blessed we are. Because at the end of chapter 9 of the book of Revelation, it says, and even after all of the pain and suffering they went through, some still would not believe. I'm grateful to God <laughs> that he doesn't have to use pressure to get me to believe. He doesn't have to use pain, amen, to get me to believe, amen. But what I realize is this, that he has blessed us, amen, to do what we're doing, and he saved us for this reason, amen. I believe the children will be, be going out, but before the children go out, hold on one second. Jasmine, come here. I, I, we, have a, we have a testimony uh, that I really believe that everybody needs to hear about. Amen. I believe we need to hear this testimony. She's going to do it again on Sunday, too. So if you're hearing it now, you're going to hear it again on Sunday. All right. Good evening. Um, okay, so I'll make a long story short and a short story shorter. I, if you don't know, have went to school, got my bachelor's and my master's, but through it all, I had to pay for it through loans. Um, although... I know that balance will be taken care of. $84,000 worth of debt got removed from my credit score. And I have no idea. Well, I know how. I know how. And so, and then I, well, I decided to devote my new finances and budget to tithing first. And so regardless of what's coming in, Every time I get paid, like I literally wake up, they get cash after like five o'clock in the morning because as soon as I get it, I believe, I understand it's not mine. And as soon as it comes, I let it go. And change has been occurring. I have to add on another blessing. Um, I am seeking my 
doctoral waiting for a confirmation for that. But, yay! Um, I just received an opportunity to do a dance intensive at Texas Southern this summer, as well as begin working on a dance program at the university. So, uh, I'm going for it. Thanks for listening. Thank you, y'all. Amen. Come on, let's rejoice with those who are blessed. Amen. Listen, um, I want to say this to you. Uh, $84,000 in debt. Come on, y'all. Y'all better thank God. Come on, let's just rejoice, y'all. Let's just thank them. And um, I want to say this. The, uh, the importance of it is, is to know this, that God is a miracle working God. And if, and if you think that what you, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight in Bible study, but what seems difficult for you at times, I want to tell you, if you commit yourself to God, to being obedient to him, he will answer. Thank you. Amen. Uh, he will answer. Amen. He will answer. Not only will he answer, but he will do things that you never thought could even was even possible. How many believe that? And so one of the things that I told Jasmine, I said, I believe that is a direct result. She didn't say it, but she gave to her first fruit. Amen. And I believe with all my heart, saints, I believe that God granted her first fruit favor. And so I'm just grateful. I've seen God do some stuff with first fruit that I've never seen him do, you know, before. But I believe that God honors that. Amen. So I want to thank you. Amen. For your testimony. Come on. Let's thank God for a testimony tonight. Amen. Amen. And listen, uh, the reason I wanted you to hear that, because some of you have some difficult things in your life that you're trying to work out. Amen. And so tonight, um, we want to get into our Bible study. Do we have handouts? No more handouts? Amen. We have handouts. Um, we're going to get into our study tonight. And I thank God for your testimony. We're going to hear it again on Sunday because I believe that it's important for you to learn and know and understand that uh, God can do things, y'all. Uh, things that you never thought that he could possibly do, he can do it. Amen. If you didn't get a handout, um, the ushers are coming around with, with, the, um, with the handout tonight. And tonight we're talking about when prayer and fasting go together. Amen. We've been talking about um, fasting for spiritual breakthrough. We are in a season of fasting right now. And for instance, uh, this situation, thank you. No good. Um, this situation, situations that you have in your life, uh, difficulties, um, strongholds. Uh, how many know what a stronghold is? Anybody know what a stronghold is? What is a stronghold? All right, a situation that's physically difficult, difficult, emotionally difficult, habits, uh, certain hangups you have, right? Things that you're trying to let go, but you just can't let go, right? Everybody been there, right? There's things that you're doing, you've been praying, and it says, you know, if you we we dealt with the first first point on this on this handout, and but when we when we 
when we begin fasting as a church or as a person, as a people, but we do it corporately, right? Fasting is taking your prayer life to another level, right? Um, some of you started fasting, right? How many of you, how many of you fat, tried to fast? Let me see how many. You tried to fast. Amen, right? And, and, and look, and, and sometimes if you look at it, fasting can be a very difficult thing. Right. Uh, but I want to help you with something. It, it, just because you, you're maybe not fasting the way we're fasting, you can still fast. So fasting is about look at the definition. It is about what? Denying your flesh. I'm just trying to help you with something. OK, the more you live in the flesh. I believe your connection. Amen. Uh, it gets a little weaker. I believe God hears you all the time, but I believe that if you really want to see something move in your life, you have to deny this, the flesh. Amen. We live in this flesh. All right. We are born again Christians. Uh, we're, we're bought with a price and we're therefore glorifying God in our bodies. But living in this flesh can sometimes be very difficult. We struggle, right? Uh, some of us, we struggle with, uh, the Bible said we struggle with flesh, you know, our flesh and blood. We, we struggle. And, 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 and the battles that we face in this life, we cannot win them with fleshly weapons. Y'all following me? In other words, you can't use earthly things to overcome those battles that you have right now in your life. Uh, some of you have people problems. Come on, somebody. Some of us have personality problems. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. Uh, some of you have, uh, you know, emotional problems. You have things that you're dealing with and been dealing with for a long time. And I believe that the way that you address these issues is taking your prayer life to another level. How many of you want to take your prayer life to another level? Right? Watch this. Imagine this. Imagine if I told you that when you deny your flesh, okay, so you say, well, you know what? I can't give up meat because of whatever medical reason you have, or whatever the case may be. Well, you can give up television. Come on, somebody. You, you can give up uh, a certain habit. Like, for instance, uh, you know, after, after six, I, you know, I'm not drinking any coffee. You know, uh, so there's certain things. Uh, I'm not snacking anymore. You know what I mean? So there's certain things that you can do to modify, amen, and say to God, God, I'm denying myself. What's the definition? So that my voice, see it right there, can be heard where? Fasting is a way to connect what? Deeper. I mean, you want to go deeper with God. I mean, you want to take the relationship deeper. God is saying this. When Jesus denied himself and went to the cross, he demonstrated something. You know what he demonstrated? He demonstrated that it is possible, come on, somebody, to say no to our flesh. Let me say this to you. The more you walk in the flesh, the harder it is Amen. To recognize 
the things that you really need spiritually. Oftentimes we're so earthly minded that we're no spiritually, we're not spiritually good, you understand? And we're looking at things through the lenses of the world and not the lenses of the word. Are you following me? And so I told you at our first session when we started with this, I told you that the, one of the things that when fasting and prayer goes together, when you want a deeper communion with God, all right, when you feel out of touch, anybody feel out of touch with him? Amen. Um, when you feel like there's a disconnect, right? Like you've been praying and seeking, but nothing is happening. Let me say this to you. Uh, every time you pray, just because you don't get what you want, it doesn't mean that God didn't answer. Lord have mercy. That was his answer. <laughs> his answer is yes, no, maybe, wait. Got it? Ready? Yes, no, maybe, wait. Hold up a minute. It's coming. But you got to do what? You got to go through the process. Number two on our handout tonight, go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 tonight. Amen. And, 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 and the, other, the other number two, when, when prayer, when the next thing is, when prayer needs to be what? Empowered and victories have to be won. I mean, you need some victories in your life. So it says here, when you study Mark chapter 9, verse 29, it says carefully, it says some prayers need fasting to ensure what? Victory. Have you ever put the two together? Like, man, listen, I've been praying and asking, but what is it going to take to get to the next what? To the next level. Mark chapter 9. Uh, we find here that the, the, the disciples here, uh, Jesus is, is, is foretelling his death here, all right? And, and, and if you go back to 36, he says he's talking to a child. He set him before him, before them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who what? Sent me. Verse 38, John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. Watch this now. And we tried to prevent him because he was not following us. Now you see the mindset of the disciples. The mindset of the disciples, of all, they, they had this secular mind. They had this mindset that, oh, it's just exclusive for us. Imagine walking with Jesus, but yet not understanding Jesus. Imagine coming to church week after week, year after year, and still not getting the picture. Come on, help me, somebody. Look what he says. He says, Jesus said, but Jesus said, do not what? There you go. For there's no one who will perform a miracle what? And able soon afterwards to do what? To speak. My, 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 my. You know what this, this passage is really trying to tell us? Never judge a book by its cover. 
You know, you'll be surprised who can really get a prayer through. You'll be surprised who God will use. We judge on the outward, but listen, God says, listen, no one can use my name and perform a miracle without what? And then speak what? Evil of me. Are you seeing this? It says, for he who is not against us is what? For us. So here's the thing. You have to ask yourself a question. Are you for God? Here's the thing. It's amazing how people say they pray, but they're not for God. <laughs> they parade as if they are for God. And listen, and they'll even try to pray for you. Do I have anybody? Listen to this. Jesus said, how often we pray and nothing seems to happen? Anybody ever, anybody ever feel like that? Listen, how often we pray and we feel we feel we're asking the Lord to do a very hard thing, but the fact is that prayer should always prevail. Why? Because there's nothing too hard for God. What seems difficult for you, it's not hard for God, but the question I have for you is, why is it taking so long? It's because God knows you. God knows everything about you and I. The one thing we don't, one thing we, we can be sure of is that God knows us. Are you with me? Uh, let's go to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. This is the birth of Isaac. We find here what seemed impossible. Go to verse, uh, go to verse nine. You see, if you want victory, you have to believe. And sometimes the way things are looking in your life, it looks impossible. But you have to have the faith to believe, but you can't doubt just for one second because you won't win those battles. The battle is won by your faith but you have to incorporate prayer and fasting if you want to win the battles that you find difficult in your life. Somebody read that for me. Verse 9, it says, then what? This is the uh, the angels, well, I call them angels here. They don't, they just said two men. But um, here it is that Isaac is being promised to Abraham. Okay, but I want to show you something about how God operates. See, I, I want you to realize that if you're looking for an easy life, it, it, it can be possible. But I want to tell you something. If you want to really enjoy life, it comes with some trials that will make you better. But the one thing that we all struggle with is waiting on God. Look what it says. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? 
And he said, there in the tent, he said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door. She was eavesdropping. You understand? She wasn't where she was supposed to be. Uh, which was behind him. <laughs> now, Abraham and Sarah were what? Hmm? They were what? Old and advanced in age. And Sarah was what? Tell your neighbor a difficult situation. Tell your neighbor, I need a victory. But right now, it looks difficult. Right now, it looks hard. But God sent a messenger to say, it's going to happen for you. Kind of like how he sends the pastor to say to you, it's going to happen for you. I'm believing for you. I'm trusting that God is going to bless you. Watch this. Watch this. The text says they were advancing age. And look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. And Sarah what? She thought, she thought it was comical. She thought it was hysterical. She was like, man, are you serious, man? Please. <laughs> Why would God take a woman who is barren and not just barren, old, and not just old, but beyond physically, biologically, all of that stuff? Why would God do something like that? And make a promise like that. Because he's a God of the possible. And he's a God of the impossible too. But it is to stretch. It is to grow. It is to develop their faith. When God called Abraham, Abraham went. He did not hesitate. He didn't, he didn't give God no back talk. He didn't just say, okay, God, here I am. I'm gone. You with me? Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. You see, I believe that many of us are looking at our difficult situations the wrong way. I believe that it's got you so in an uproar and so upset, but you don't see that you've been praying for it to leave, but it ain't going nowhere. And the reason it ain't going nowhere, because God wants to use that as a what? As a test to grow your faith so that you can come out victorious in the end. Do I have a witness? Watch the text. She laughed. Sometimes that's all you really can when you don't know what to do. But what Sarah did not know is that the one who promised, come on somebody, he's able. But I realized something. There are some battles that I'm facing right now. There are some victories that I need in my life right now. And I want to tell you, these 40 days, I'm thanking God. Because I'm denying myself because I want to win those battles in my life. Watch the text. Text says, uh, she was listening and she laughed. And, and she says, after I become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord? Being old also, he said old. I didn't say it, he said it. <laughs> Is it. Verse 14, y'all. 
What's verse 14 say? Huh? What? What? Let me ask a question to you tonight. Is there anything too difficult for God? How do you know that? I'm just asking. Ah, personal experience. And can I tell you something? If he did it before, he'll do it again. But he's not going to operate on our timetable. Sometimes I don't understand God's timetable. I'm like, man, I could have I used that last week. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I'm like, shoot. But you know what I found out about God? In our desperation, he doesn't want you to look for the thing. He wants you to look for him. The thing that you're waiting for, that's not what God really is into. God's into, are you going to wait for me or are you going to wait for the thing? Watch this. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the, eh. here's something else I want to share with you. Just because you're fasting and praying doesn't mean it's going to happen when you want it. So you may want to write this down. It's always at God's time, at his appointed time, when he wants it done. Can I tell you something? If I had what I have now when I was 20, What would you say that? Man, we wouldn't appreciate any of it. But when you're a child of God, you got to remember something. Struggles is part of your life. Listen, without struggles, we wouldn't be no good, y'all. Listen, if, we, if every day was a good day, we wouldn't need church. I mean, we, we wouldn't need prayer. We wouldn't. Sometimes that's what God is allowing to get your attention to pray, period. Because you just get up and go. Watch the text. The text says, at the appointed time, I will return to you. And at this time next year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah, see, when you catch a woman lying. Look, look, look at the text. It's in the text, y'all. I ain't making this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh. For she was afraid, and he said, no, but you did laugh. I can imagine how that conversation went after that. Bible doesn't describe everything, but it, it was one of them conversations. And then all of a sudden, you in another conversation about something, and then it's a blow-up. I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. No, you didn't. I did not. And then there it is. <laughs> then the men rose up from there and, and what? And looked down what? Towards Sodom and Abraham uh, was walking with them to send them off. And the Lord said, shall I hide from, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do since Abraham will surely become what? A great and what? Mighty nation. And in him all the nations of the earth, what? See, see, what I'm saying is, out, listen, after the burden comes the blessings. 
after the barrenness. You don't know what God has inside of you yet to come out. But you and I have to learn that just because it looks beyond our reach doesn't mean we can't reach it. It is in God's time at the what appointed time. And may I say this to you, what you do while you're waiting for God is so important, y'all. A lot of us are sitting on the sidelines, but we ain't doing nothing. We don't show up to practice. We don't show up to stretch. We don't show up for anything else, the pregame, the pre-warm-up or nothing. We're just sitting on the sidelines. Just because you're not playing doesn't mean you can't be prepared. Come on, say amen. Imagine this. Imagine this. God says, you got to catch this. You got to catch something in the text. Look what God says. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham? You see, here's the thing. Your destiny has already been written. Here's the thing about your destiny. You ready? You have to discover it. God has already written it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And if you're led by the Holy Spirit, and if you if you want these victories, you have to give up something. You have to say, God, I'm going to go into prayer. I am going to go into fasting because I want to seek this plan that you have for me because I know that the plans you have for me, yes, it may include some suffering. Yes, it may include some hardships. But guess what? I know that better days are coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Are you following me tonight? I love what the text says. The text says that in him there will be what? Greatness. Verse 19 says, for I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness, justice, so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. Are you with me? Imagine that. Imagine that a conversation is going on whether or not God will reveal the plan. I believe fasting allows you to see some of the plan. I believe fasting gives you a little bit more clarity. It gives you a little bit, it, it focuses in your vision. Come on, somebody. Your destiny in Christ is great. You do have something going for you. When I'm looking at my life and I see that I'm not winning, I mean, you want to win. When I see that I'm not winning, I have a sneaky suspicion then in my sanctified imagination that I need to get in tune with God. Am I laughing or am I believing? Lord have mercy. Am I doubting because the external does not match what I believe God is going to do for me? And that's what happens sometimes, you know, when we, when we, when we manifest things with our mouth, Y'all ain't trying to, I'm trying to help y'all. When we manifest things with our mouth, say God's going to, and then it don't have me like, uh, 
you feel a little defeated, right? Watch this. You ever feel defeated? Like you, you're praying, 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 and nothing, 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 nothing. Anybody been there? Huh? How does that feel? Feels terrible, right? But let me ask you a question. What does it do to your relationship with God? It does, right? Okay. Doubt. Lose faith. How about we slack up? It's not as important anymore, right? You know what I mean? It takes kind of like a second place rather than first place. Listen, I want you to get out of this. I'm not saying it's you. Get out of being the taker. So that when God does not answer the way you want him to answer, you're still going to fall in love with him. You're still going to be in love with him. You're still going to worship him. You're still going to pray. You're still going to thank him. You're still going to glorify him. You're still going to say, Lord, I'm going to serve you with everything I have. Just because I'm not getting what I want, it does not mean that he's not good. And it does not mean that your destiny is being rewritten. The devil cannot mess up what God has for you. Are y'all with me? As much as he may make you think that he can mess it up, he can't mess it up. God promised Abraham and Sarah to have a child beyond childbearing days, okay? I mean, do you see the impossibility of this situation, right? And then they're like, man, I don't know about this. You know, this is tough, but listen, the thing about it is, here's what you got to understand. Um, God doesn't want you to create the miracle. He just wants you to stand by and receive the miracle. And oftentimes when things are not moving the way we want it to move, we get involved in answering our own prayers. I've said that from time to time. You leave your position to go do something because you feel like I can't just stand around. The Bible says they that stand, stay, stay still. They that wait upon the Lord. He says they will, re he will renew your strength. He will mount you up with wings like eagles. Come on, somebody. You will run and not get weary. You understand what I'm saying? And in waiting on God, that's the key. But those victories can be won if you keep your faith. Listen to this. If prayer is not secure in the answer you're seeking, fasting should be engaged. If we fast, if, if we fast and pray, our praying becomes a very definite and serious business. Much more so if we just pray. Sometimes God is trying to move you. From mediocre, from just average, amen, to saying, come, get deeper with me, you know, walk with me, come on somebody, um, take my hands and let me lead you on this path of fasting so that your voice can be heard in heaven. Number three, this is something that I uh, share with a lot of people. When 
when confession needs to be made and forgiveness has to be sought. That is when fasting and prayer go together. Sometimes we think we good, right? Sometimes we think we good. Sometimes we think we're perfect. You know, we're, we're just, in God's eyes, we ain't did nothing wrong. In your eyes, you ain't did nothing wrong. I ain't out here doing this. I ain't out here doing that. And God says, you jacked up. You are. You just ain't seeing it. And so when confession needs to be made, go to 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2 Samuel chapter 11. When a child of God falls into sin, that sin will be forgiven immediately if it's repented. But here's the thing about the people of God. There are times when we fall into sin and we deny it because we've been deceived by it. I wish I had somebody. Second Samuel chapter 11. What do we find there? Uh-oh. Need I read it? Or should I summarize it? For Bible study reasons, we'll summarize it through these verses, okay? First of all, we have David. Amen. Verse 11 says, Then it happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle that David went to Joab and his servants with all him and all Israel, and they destroyed the, the sons of Ammon and besieged Rahab. Rahab, Rahab. But David stayed where? Now I'm going to read verse 1. It happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle that David did what? Stayed at Jerusalem. Let me write, write a few things down for me, okay? And, and this is something you have to understand, that sin is always creeping. Temptation is around every corner. Matter of fact, the moment you leave church, it's crazy, it's more when you leave church, you're like, gosh, no. You know what I'm saying? You get them phone calls that you, you start getting your life back together and all of a sudden your DM is getting filled up with trash. They wasn't there when you were down, but now all of a sudden, they, yeah, you up. See, I, I lived this life, so I know a little bit of what I'm talking about here. You understand what I'm saying? When, when, you, when, when Listen, when you were going through your emotional pain, they weren't worried about you. You understand what I'm saying? And this is how Satan works. Satan will always appeal to your flesh. So here's what I want to tell you about this first verse, okay? Always remain in the geographical will of God. The locational will of God. In other words, <laughs> we found out about that, huh? If you're supposed to be at church on Wednesday night, be there. Because if you're not where you're supposed to be, the devil will always set a trap for you so that he's already foreseeing next week. Lord have mercy. 
what he does. This is how Satan works. David is supposed to be out of battle. <laughs> he decided, man, I'm going to stay home. Man, I'm canceling Bible study tonight. I ain't shoot. I ain't going. Well, here's what happens. Text says in verse two, now when evening came, David arose from his bed. He was sleeping all day. David was going through some emotional things here. All right. It says when evening came, it meant that he slept all day. Was he going through an emotional uh, situation? Was he depressed? What was he going through? He's a <laughs> he had become lazy. Right? He's supposed to be out the battle. Come on, y'all. Watch this. The text says he walked around on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman. What? Huh. Now, he's now turned into a peeping Tom. Yeah, no different than pornography. He's <laughs> he's on the roof, and he sees this woman bathing. <laughs> Some of you women start putting up. Oh man, let me let me cover up. Y'all ain't gonna be y'all be modest. Look what it says. The text says, and and the woman was what. I wonder if he saw her beauty or he's looking at her body. Good observation. But here's the thing. David would have never been in that situation. Had he been where he's... I've learned a, diff I learned a hard lesson from this. Be where you're supposed to be. Sin is always chasing after us, as long as we're in this body. But don't give it an opportunity. Be where you're supposed to be. Watch the text. So what did David do? She was beautiful, a woman very beautiful in appearance. And, and David sent and inquired about this woman. And one said, man, this woman is married. Put it like that. Uriah was David's commander. They were friends. Her husband and him were friends, but he was their king. And not only was he was was he their king, but let's back it up for a minute. Good Lord Jesus, help me. David had waited some fifteen years to become king. And he was getting ready to put everything into jeopardy simply because the flesh is weak. No power. When you're not fasting and praying, you're going to get weak to the things you see. Seriously. Here he is. He had forgotten all the things. Saul had been chasing him. 
His life had been in danger. He had fought battles. He had been in the enemy's camp. Come on, somebody. He had forgotten the struggle. And let me help you with something. After the struggle, it seems to me that we forget what we've been through when we arrive at the very thing that we've been praying for. I know about that. What did he do? He, the text says uh, he sent messengers and took her. And when she came to him, he didn't say, hi, baby, how you doing? You want something to eat? No. The text says he what? What did it say? What did the text say? Y'all don't want to say? He what? They didn't have no conversation. They didn't even go on a date. He just laid with her. The text says he laid with her. And when she had purified herself from her uncleanness, she returned to her house. The woman conceived. The Bible got all kinds of stuff in it. You just got to read it. And she sent and told David, that's not my baby daddy. <laughs> I am the father. I'm pregnant. That's a classic line. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Nah, uh, King, like he trying, she trying to trap me. Well, this ain't my kid. He don't even look like me. You know, David going through all these things in his mind, but watch the text. Let me show you something, and we're gonna close this up. Let me say this about David, okay? And I, I don't have time to finish all this, but from verses six all the way to verse 14, David then started a downward spiral to cover up his sin. See, the reason why some of our prayers ain't getting through, because we're living a cover up. We're not honest. And then what we're doing is we're hiding behind whatever it is. And we're saying, no, no, no. David went to the extreme to kill this man. Put the letter in his hand to send him out on the front line to kill him. And he did die. See, sin can deceive you. And I'm talking to somebody here tonight. Let me say this to you. Okay, if there's a sin that you have in your life and if you need forgiveness tonight, stop running, stop covering it up. Because if you keep covering it up, you're going to get deeper. Do you know how long David went without confessing? One year. Psalm 51 is his confession. Let's go to Psalm 51 right quick. Lord, I thank you tonight. I realize that sometimes we cover up so much stuff, y'all. And then we praying and 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 we praying. We're wondering why God is not answering. Why is God not answering? Man, have you forgotten when you were on that roof? Here's the other thing you have to understand, okay? Because uh, 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 New Testament believers, this is how we do it. Um, well, if I do it, all I got to do is ask for forgiveness. 
But here's where you're messing up. If you do it again, that's deliberate. If you do it again, that's deliberate. If you do it another time, that's deliberate. Watch this now. You see, what you're doing now is you're practicing sin. You're not just falling into sin. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And here's the thing. The reason why I say you need to fast about confession and forgiveness is because sometimes we're so deceived by the effects of sin that we try to justify that what we're doing is right. They don't understand me. They wrong. They wrong. They wrong. No, it's them. All the while is you. I won't say amen, y'all. Psalm 51 is a year later. God sent a messenger to David and said, man, listen, here's a scenario. He said, man, I'll kill that person. He's like, hold on. That's you. That person is you. Here's the thing about David you got to understand, okay? And I want to help somebody with something tonight, okay? Because I don't want you to leave here condemning yourself. I want to help you with this. Let me help you with this, okay? The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. So David had a good heart. He just didn't have control of his flesh. Just because you fall into sin doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean you have a wicked heart. It just means that you've fallen into what? Sin. Now, if you practice it, then the conversation is different. See, we fall into things. Not unknowingly, by the way. Because the Bible says that God will not put more on you than he can handle, than you can handle. And God with the temptation will always give you a way of escape. You just got to be looking for the way of escape. Like you, 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 you give in, you're like, Dad, what am I doing in this apartment with this? I know I should leave. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, and you you know, right? And then and then and then and then possibly, possibly, I'm just saying possibly, okay. Oh, I gotta go pick up something. When he gone, or when she's gone, you get up and go. That's your way of what? Escape. First of all, you shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been there. You understand what I'm saying? Now, now, now I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. That, that that happens. And it's not just with sex. I'm talking about it's with anything. God will always show you the exit sign. You'll be like, man, let me turn this way. Shit, I don't want to look at the exit sign. <laughs> you know what I mean? The drink don't taste good. The food is bad. Y'all ain't trying to hear. I'm trying to hope y'all tonight. Y'all sedity with me. Watch it. You know, and everything is not clicking, but yet you're still forcing it to happen. And God said, I'm trying to save you. Don't you know you can get pregnant tonight? And it ain't a promise pregnant. It's one of them other pregnants. But I'm going to give you a way of escape. But you got to take it. Because if you don't take it, then you have to live with the consequences of your sin. And sometimes uh, the consequences of our sin 
can be so devastating that it leaves you broken. And now you want to cry and snot and all this other stuff. And, and now you want people to feel sorry for you. But you jacked up because what? Why? Because you made a choice. Come on, say amen, y'all. You're like, dang, how do you know all that? This gray hair ain't for nothing. Been living a little while. Amen. I remember not getting out them situations. Like welcoming, welcoming those. I don't want no escape. Don't give me no. I'm closing my eyes. Matter of fact, let's go to the next room. I don't want to get close to the door. Y'all ain't said that flesh is weak, y'all. Be gracious to me, oh God. This is the other side of the story. This is one year later, and I'm done. Uh, watch this. This is David now crying out to God after the prophet Nathan had come to him after one year of living like this. Watch the text. The text, be gracious. Do you know where David was standing on that rooftop is where he got married? Yeah. The king would get married, and that's where he used his marriage bed to defile it. Looking at another woman. Okay. He says, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. Look what he says. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my what? Wash me thoroughly from my Cleanse me from my, for I know. Stop saying you don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. He says, I know my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. He says, against you, let me say this. When we sin, the only person we're sinning against is God. He says, he says, I have sinned and done what was evil in your sight so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. He committed adultery, committed murder. Imagine that. But he's a man after God's own heart. See, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. See, see, see the cover up will lead you to madness. That's why I tell the brothers, man, listen. Be honest with your spouse, man. Be honest with your girl. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to live no double life. If you, I told a guy not too long ago, I said, listen, man, if you can't be with her, then leave her. If you can't be exclusively with her, then leave her. Leave her alone, man. Come on, man. Don't put yourself in a situation like that where you're constantly having to sneak around and all this stuff. That's some stuff, man. Watch this. He says, for I know my transgressions and my sin. He says, verse five, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin. My mother conceived me. Behold, you desire what? Truth in the inmost being, in my innermost being. And, and in the hidden part, you will make me know what? Wisdom. Look, he said, verse seven, purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear what? Joy and gladness. You know what happens after confession? After confession, you start having joy again. I'm done, yeah. You start having joy again. 
you start having peace again. You can pray again and really know that your prayers are getting through. Why? Because you have come to a place. Sometimes you have to fast. God, show me what I need to confess. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have to be like the sin police of your life, okay? Where you all no, I'm saying like just you know. He says, you know. And everything that you think is wrong doesn't necessarily be mean is wrong. It just means that if the Holy Spirit has convicted you of it, confess it. Listen, fasting always, when I'm the season of fasting, it always keeps me in a place of examination. It does. I'm serious. It does. It keeps me in a place where I'm constantly saying, God, keep me clean. Keep me right. Keep me, keep me committed to you. Keep me trusting you. And that's how it works. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. I'm, uh, uh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> All right. Um, Tonight, we're grateful to God for his word tonight. And um, if you need prayer tonight, uh, I want to pray for you. Uh, if there's something that you feel like, um, um, you feel, yeah, um, there's something you feel tonight that maybe God has spoken to you tonight and you need prayer for something. Amen. Prayer for something tonight. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you tonight. Just prayer. 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 All right. Okay. something about you young people in this church I want to tell you something I know something I know something I know I know you struggle with 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 all kinds of things but God is trying to raise God is raising a next a next generation of believers and if you but but your generation have to realize that you cannot do it on your own. YouTube can't get you spiritual. Okay. Michael Todd, don't let me get started on him. Okay. I don't talk about nobody, but I'm just saying, okay. But just hear me out. You can't do it alone. You need some godly people in your life. Your age who's on fire for God, who can, who can rub shoulders with you to help you to become stronger in your faith so that when you get to where we are, you'll be passing the message on to that generation. God wants you to know something, that without faith, you can't please him but you cannot do this Christian life by yourself. Amen. I believe that.
Yes. And when you drift too far off, you could still be young and Christian and have fun. You can. I'm serious. You can. And, and listen, some of the best years of my life, I got saved at 25. Okay, my wife and I, we, we listened, but we had fun. We wasn't just always in, we were always in church, but, you know, but a, apart from when we got out of church, we, we lived our lives. We enjoyed it and still enjoy it. But you have to make up in your mind that it's going to be a way of life. This is not a fad. This is not something, a fashion that you just put on overnight and then you just put it off next year. You know what I mean? Your faith will be tested. Your life will go. You go through all kinds of stuff, but eventually you'll land on your feet stronger than what you ever was before. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to be praying for y'all. Uh, if there's anybody online that need prayer, we'll pray for you tonight. Um, don't forget, join us on Friday night for our night of prayer. Amen. We're praying on Friday. We're praying. We're seeking God. If you need prayer, that's the night to come and just pour your heart out to God. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you tonight for your word. And what an amazing uh, night we had tonight, just seeking you in your word tonight, uh, looking at what fasting and prayer can do for our lives. And God, I just pray right now, there are some victories that still to be won. There are some confessions that we need to make, God, but we're not really clear on what those are. But tonight we pray and confess, Lord, I lift up those who've asked for prayer tonight, that you would touch them right now, that you would hear their prayer. And thank you, Lord, for what you've done here tonight, for your glory and praise. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap. Praise. All right. Um, we're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts tonight. Let's worship him right, right quick. Amen. It's offering time, y'all. Amen. That's right. Amen. I believe we were only what? Yeah. You can give on different platforms. Cash app. Uh, Zelle. However you want to give tonight, you can. All right, we got some new ushers in training tonight. Look at them, they, they're training it up. Amen. Let's stand to be dismissed. Thank you for all of our guests tonight who joined us tonight. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. We hope that you join us again uh, in this uh, setting. Amen. And even on Sunday mornings. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again. Uh, you're such a wonderful God, and we praise you. We know that giving is part of our Christian life. And we know, God, that when we give, God, we're doing it as an act of love. Bless the gifts. Bless the givers tonight. Bless them, Lord. Let them see that their faith and their faithfulness will be rewarded. And, God, as we get ready to leave this place, but never from your presence, we pray now that the Holy Spirit would guide us and keep us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, again for this opportunity. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. Amen. God bless you.